This is Stefan with People's Mortgage, and you're now tuned into the Master of Me podcast, Real Estate Edition. Thank you for tuning into the Master of Me podcast, Real Estate Edition. I get super excited to share this project with you guys because I get an opportunity to showcase what it is that I do with People's Mortgage Company, Smart Branch in Tucson, and part of that is sitting down with real estate agents and just learning what makes them them and being real intentional with conversations and and just listening and absorbing and and I, I learned so many things and with this I get to share those things that I learned that I never would have known and sometimes those little things are what makes a difference from one real estate agent to the next so with that being said I have Gabriel Morales here with EXP Realty Gabe tell them who you are and what you do hey Stefan beautiful day thanks for inviting me here I'm Gabriel Morales with EXP Realty um I'm somewhat of a dream maker um, in the sense that I help people buy their dream home and also uplift the community. And, uh, you know, that's pretty much what I'm about, helping families and uplifting the community. That's such a blessing to hear, Gabe. Now, where do you get your drive and what really got you into the real estate industry? Well, my father's been uh, doing this for 40 years. He was the first Hispanic hard money lender and... uh, I started working with him, uh, mostly doing, you know, manual work, tearing down walls, um, painting, stuff like that, uh, since I was 18. And uh, then I started getting into the paperwork, but there was only so much stuff that I that I could do without being licensed. And then so I just thought about getting licensed. I went to uh, Hogan, um, let's see, I think it was in August of 13 or 12. And I just decided to get my real estate license, and I've been uh, been doing it since. I know you're not too new to EXP, but who'd you start with? Started out with Cowell Banker, was there for four years. Um, and then I heard about EXP Realty, and I saw their business model, and I thought that it was something that would be a fit for me, and I just saw it and I ran with it. It's the only way. Now, tell me something you love in real estate versus something that you're not as fond of. What I love about it, you know, I guess it's... Uh, I guess it's in my blood. As I mentioned, my father was a you know uh, a hard money lender, and he's also a realtor as well. So I guess I grew up with that, and I just I just remember going showing houses with him, and you know uh, he would always he would have his camera with him at all times, or we'd be looking at one property, and then he would find a foreclosure, or something boarded up, and he would take pictures of it. So I, I think it's just growing up and being raised with that. Um, it's in my blood, and it just that's one of the things that I really. I really like is uh is you know the hunt looking up properties the comparables uh, but of course you know this the main end value is helping families seeing their smile on their face you know the kids all happy they have their own room or um you know something they've been working towards like which is you know a lot of people say it's one of the biggest investments that they're gonna um ever you know some of them in their life and and, and it's just seeing the the warm glowing smiles and and knowing that they're gonna create lifetime of memories in that house is, is something that's fulfilling for me. That's beautiful. Now, you mentioned to me that your father would carry around a camera, um, and so, you know, that was quite some time ago in regards to how they marketed properties and stuff like that. How do you feel about, um, you know, that angle these days with marketing? Yeah, the marketing side. Um, I remember he would actually have the maps. This is before GPS, so he, he'd always have the map in the back seat of his his car whenever he was looking for a property and have to uh, rifle through the pages and stuff like that. <laughs> so uh, that's one of the benefits that we have GPS now. So all you realtors out there, you should be 
happy that we don't have maps no more. <laughs> That's funny. So it's not just about the um, the people that are selling the house, right? So you obviously have the uh, you know the family that's selling that house, right. and you're trying to impress them or show them the things that you're going to do to get that house off the market. Um, but it's the matter of showcasing it a certain way so other agents will put that in their bank. So if they have potential buyers, they'll bring them to that property. So, you know, setting exactly. it up a certain way. That's interesting. I didn't even know that that, that was a key component on, uh, you know, making sure that the agents have a good, um, you know, a good reference to go to, to show them another property out there. Yeah, definitely. I mean, sometimes you'll, you'll look at MLS and you'll be surprised some of the pictures you see, uh, you know, toilet, little things like the toilet seat up or like laundry on the, on, on the uh, washer and dryer and stuff like that. And, you know, it might not seem like a big deal, but like to the people who are buying a house or to the agents that are showing it to their clients, their buyers, it's those little things that, that add up that could, you know, get them through the door or not. That's that's always uh, fascinating to me when I look on, on, on the website there and I see the, you know, even pictures, the way they're taken and, you know, they're, they're really dark and it's, uh, or they're, they're long ways, like they did them from the phone, um, but... When, when you go there and, you know, that's the only house in a price point and, you know, that's the only reference you have to show somebody, you start to feel like, man, maybe this could have been done better. Right. Or, uh, you know, maybe this is going to be a deterrent. I got these people on the hook. So then again, you know, I didn't even think of, you know, the reflection that has on, on the listing agent. Exactly. On, on what they would have done there. Exactly. So it's just like um, to add to that um, is... The seller hires you, a, a professional, to make sure that you're doing everything to sell their house in a professional manner. So why wouldn't I, you know, take a little bit of extra time or a little bit of uh, cost and, and hire a professional to take professional pictures to help them get to their end goal and sell their house so they could be uh, buy that upgrade house that they want to buy or, you know, go move out of state, whatever their goals are, you know. So when picking up a listing, what, what are some of the things that are important to you? So it sounds like the, you know, the pictures are... Are, are really important to make sure you have a professional do it. What are right. other things that, that you might focus your energy on? First of all, I mean, I don't ever take a listing just to take a listing. If I take the listing, it's because I'm, I'm going to be committed and uh, engaged into in helping you get that end result, right? So I want to um, set the expectation. I want to give you um, a value proposition, I guess, if you will, is of what I'm going to do for, for you, for the seller. Um, whether that be drone photos, whether that be uh, marketing the property, uh, whether that be staging a property if it's if it's vacant, nobody's in there. Uh, so there's there's I, I I broke it down. There's like literally a hundred and one things that that I would do for my client to make sure that you know their their house is going to be one of the ones that's that's um, top of the mind awareness for other agents. You know that's huge. I haven't heard of it put that way, but. You know, making sure that, that that's presented properly so that way they're getting the most out of it. You know, they're, put, they're putting their trust into you. You know, how do you deal with, with challenges from, from a seller? Well, first, I'll, I'll just ask as much questions as possible. Um, I kind of, uh, you know, I kind of want to listen, be an active listener, ask the questions because then they'll, they'll go ahead and tell you what your, you'll get the answer from them when you ask the questions, right? So... If you ask the proper questions, you'll get that response. And then if it's somebody that's that's uh, challenging, then, you know, I, I really I really just come back down to helping them focus on on what their end goal is. I, I guess that's the best way that I can 
explain that, you know? I don't know, that's huge. So, so figuring out what it is that, that they want to accomplish in it and making sure that they stick to that. So it's not really um, in the details sometimes. It's just remembering what your end result is and, and sticking to that on, on getting exactly. to that place. And then just make, you know, kind of break it down with an, ana- an analogy that they could see or, you know, that they could relate to that makes it hit home and drive home for them. You know, so basically just asking questions, asking the proper questions, being a pro- uh, active listener, and then uh, just executing, you know. That's huge with the uh, with the listening. I feel like I'm, I, you know, definitely struggled with that in the past on. Um, I think I think we all have. I think everybody just kind of like listens to respond, but doesn't listen, you know. For to... what's really deep exactly. coming in. So, you know, they somebody might even say what it is that's their driving factor right. but we're you know could potentially be focused on some other area exactly oh that's huge that's huge so that's um you know that that's uh that's a big side of it with the uh you know the listing side of it now tell me a little bit about um the buyer side of it you know um you know how do you set your day up really when it comes to um you know talking to buyers and, and going out there because for me when I think about it you know that's that's something that's a little bit different is being available so being mm-hmm. available to people that you know on their hours want to go look at houses um, you know and, and setting that up I feel like not everybody uh, you know d- depending that on the buyer you're dealing with but there's there's times where um, you know you how would you focus energy on making sure that you're showing them the right houses and you're not just wasting time Right, there. that's huge. Right, and okay. it seems like that would be a struggle to me um, on, on figuring out how I can really hone in um, and make sure, and that probably comes back to listening too on what their exactly. needs are and making sure uh, you know, you're able to fulfill the buyer side of it as well. So as far as setting up my appointments, I try to make sure that I have two appointments a day. Um, if I don't have two appointments, it's not really a successful day. Uh, but going back to what you said about showing different properties that are you know maybe not be... Um, what my buyer is looking for. When I first started, be totally candid here. I, you know, that's what I would. That's what I would do. I, I, I wouldn't listen as we were talking about listening. I wouldn't really listen, and and um, you know, I'll just look a, a search through the MLS, and then you know, they wouldn't be happy with some of the stuff that we went to go see. So I had to change that real quick if I wanted to be able to um, provide my clients with the level of service that they need. So what I do is I just you know I take notes, kind of like how an attorney. Um, you, you kind of sit down with them pre- preliminary, take notes and, and, you know, kind of just have everything lined up so you know what they're looking for. And then um, I, I stay, I have a CMA. Um, so what I do is I'll just put the search and put the data and I'll, you know, they'll get the alerts every time something that um, pops up on the market and what they're looking for, they'll get it. But I also search the MLS every day so I don't um, miss anything because sometimes those things fall through the cracks. So just just making sure that I'm, I'm I know the inventory out there and and that I could provide my buyer with uh, as close a match what they're looking for is, is what's important to me to help them. You know, that's huge, especially like you said, knowing your inventory. Um, what I've heard before really is like knowing everything, like the even the zip codes, like knowing exactly mm-hmm. what part of town. That way you're in conversation and somebody mentions a certain side of town, you already mm-hmm. know what what's available. Or, yeah. you know, just by knowing what's out there and, um, you know, hey, I got this, I can push you in this direction maybe. You know, and that's, that's perfect. That's uh, another thing that I do is I'll get with my lender, I'll get with my... Uh, um, 
my escrow officer. So for people who are not really savvy about real estate, there's, you know, it's not just the realtor, it's a circle of your business partners that you, that you develop with or that provide the level of service that you feel that your clients deserve. Right. So, um, I'll ask my lender like, Hey, you know, do you know of anything coming out or, you know, just ask different people in my business sphere if they know anything that's coming out of with the specific needs that I, that I'm looking for. And, you know, sometimes you'll, you'll get those, those uh, leads that way so right so utilizing your network now utilizing your network yes talking <laughs> about uh, your uh, your lender um, you know I know that that uh, you know sit and say say with Meg for example mm -hmm. um, you know what are some of the things that that while you're sitting with Meg Swain and uh, you may be going over leads or you're going over business or you're going over a pipeline talk to me about um, you know what? What really are your expectations of of using uh, a people's mortgage lender or you know anybody in your sphere? You know what is it that Gabe Morales pays attention to and what's important to you? Great question. Uh, I would say um, communication is paramount. You know, if you don't have any communication, it's kind of things get lost in transition, and that's that's not good for anybody. So communication, um, follow up, systems, and uh, just a great attitude. I, I think. That's what I could, those are the key factors that, that, oh, and knowledgeability, you know, of course you got to know different products, how to structure different loan for different people, you know, cause you got to get creative sometimes. And if, if the lender doesn't, is kind of new or doesn't know uh, different, different programs or whatever, then it could be tough. So, right. Putting them in one direction. Good thing, you know, Meg, I mean, we both know her and, you know, she's, she's, awesome. she's really good when it comes to. Uh, being very personable, you know, right. she she's she's great on the phone, and and to be honest, I think I can hear her in the background over there, <laughs> right now, and going uh, away, she's going away, right, and you know that that's important that energy because it's a reflection of you, right? You're right. you're putting your trust into a lender. You want to make sure when they make that phone call that what they're getting that energy on the other side is super huge. So exactly, because uh, people could feel that. I mean, people have you know your tonality if you feel. If you sound, uh, you know, monotone or whatever, you know, people pick up on that. So it's it's good that, you know, that she, we have Meg that's, you know, that's awesome and is, is able to relay how her personality is through the phone. So it just puts the other person at ease. Right. And then, you know, especially being with the with the products and being able to structure, um, you know, those deals or, you know, for me, it's it's really paying attention because not everybody that you get comes in the door is is a golden you know, buyer that, Definitely. you know, got that 780 FICO and, you know, all the ducks in a row. <laughs> it's really about still, they're, you know, they're still human being and they, they're still um, looking to achieve the same goal. So mm -hmm. whether it's 30 days from now or six months from now, it's uh, putting them in the, in the path that's going to get them to that end result. And uh, like you said, having the system put together so exactly. that way, um, every, you know, those calls are being made, even though it's six months out, you know, everything's happening to make sure that it happens in six months as well. Mm -hmm. Exactly. Know? For instance, uh, there's one that we're working on that she's, uh, six months out. And, uh, I just got an email from Meg yesterday saying that the, their credit scores are improving. So, you know, she's constantly on them and she's constantly, um, reaching out to them to make sure that they're implementing the plan that she gave them, that they're following through and, you know, just making sure that, Hey, I'm here for you if you need anything. And that's huge for the, for the person that's going through this first time home buying process process that they know that they have somebody that, that really cares, you know? Right. And putting them on that and, and making sure that, that they're feeling comfortable from start to finish. 
you know exactly. that's super huge gabe what are the what are some of the the uh networking groups maybe you're a part of um talk to me about now um you know as far as getting yourself out there you know we know that there's a social media side of it there's mm -hmm. you know so there's some angles on gaining the business so you know we've definitely found out um from the listing side the buyer side your lender now talk to me a little bit more about gabe on on what it is that that you like to do to make sure that you know you're making an impact or you're out there um you know showing your face yeah definitely so i'm a member of the tucson hispanic chamber uh, i actually joined them a little over a year ago and uh, i really i'm impressed with their organization i mean they have a thing called cafe uh cafe on the chamber every tuesday excuse me every monday at 11 where you get to pitch your ideas different businesses pitch their ideas you know i of course, being in my industry, you know, I pitch my listings or my services and stuff like that. So I belong to the cha the chamber, Tucson Hispanic Chamber. I'm also second vice chairman of my legislative district two, uh, Pima County. So I stay active in the community by helping people, you know, get out there and register to vote to make sure that their voice is being heard. And I'm um, actually thinking about, uh, well, I, I, I think I'm going to file my papers to run for the Sunnyside School Board uh, coming up in November. So. So those are the some of the things. I mean, I'm really passionate about my community, um, and I just want to be able to give back. And I think that will be the best way is to make sure that the kids, um, you know, for one, are are safe. They have safety, but they have the supplies and everything that they need to be successful um, members of society in our community. You know, so that's that's one of my passions too. That's super huge, and I'm gonna be honest. I asked that because. I sit down with you and and I see this driven, goal-getter, uh, passionate about what you do person. And, um, you know, it, it's important to me to make sure that that that, that side of you is, is being shown. Thank you. You know, so it seems I, I see you out there and, and, and your, your goals and driven. So with that, with that being said, what is your um, your deeper you know, five-year plan look like or your 10-year plan look like? My deeper five-year plan or 10-year plan is to be able to uh, to help people. I know that kind of sounds cliche, but I, I want to be able to have um, a college fund for my kids, you know, and, and uh, good investments. But use money as a tool because if you don't have money, you know, you can't help people. But yeah, that's, that's what I would say my five to 10-year plan is you know just just to um to have a successful business and to be able to give back you know and to share some share that success with new agents coming up or new entrepreneurs uh, you know people who are passionate about what they do and i think that's that's something that i want to do with that being said um you know you being passionate about that and and uh you know having that drive for more um with the exp model Tell me a little bit about more of your, your visions with utilizing that. Because you obviously were somebody, were mm -hmm. somewhere else uh, for some, uh, quite some time. Mm -hmm. And you saw something with, with this platform. And so with that, you know, do you have any goals to, to, to use it for your advantage? You know, so they obviously have the side of it to where, um, you know, you can get the residual income. Right. You know, they have the, the stock. You know, they they have a lot of key it's components, huge. yeah. That that other people, other places don't, and and if they do, they're not growing at this level. Exactly. So one of the things that we're doing in the process, my team and I are in the process of expanding to Los Angeles and getting into that market um, over there, um, sponsoring three agents over there, 
so that's the unique thing about EXP Realty is that you don't have to be licensed, say, if you want to go to Colorado, uh, sponsor some agents out there, you could actually um, get revenue share for growing the company, which is, I believe, is 3.5% from every transaction that the person you sponsored um, closes, right? So in addition to that, you also have the stocks. Um, when I started back in May, the stock was $2. Now it's at 12. It's fluctuating between 12 and 15 um, dollars a share. So, um, that's, that's different than any company that I've been with. I know you could probably buy stocks from, you know, NRT, um, Realogy or whatever with Cobalt Banker, but they don't provide you uh, option for equity share, which is one of the reasons why, um, I joined EXP Realty and, and decided to hang my license over here is because there's three ways to generate revenue on top of, you know, doing your normal transactions, buyers and sellers and stuff like that so that would ultimately help me um accomplish my five to ten year goal right as we mentioned earlier as we spoke about earlier you know about where my plans were so uh just to recap going to la and expanding we're also thinking about going into a different market that hasn't been there but i don't want to um nobody's been there yet but i don't want to you know let the count out of the bag just just, just yet, yet. Yeah, no, I get it. I'm super excited already, um, especially with me being on the marketing side of things. Um, I know when we get together, you know, we get real creative on, on yes. how we're going to do that. So even knowing those goals now on the expansion level, mm -hmm. you know, the wheels are already turning <laughs> on on how it is to, to bring, um, to make that goal, you know, come to life, you yep. know, and, and, and utilizing the way that the world consumes now. On, on getting that message out on, on being able to to build the team outward exactly you know, that way mm -hmm. that's super huge so you talked about three levels of, of making money with exp mm -hmm. you know uh, what are those three levels like exactly so it's the revenue share for growing the business or for growing the brokerage so um, for example I have uh, two agents or two agents underneath me and then I have two more that are going to get their real estate license school. So that'll be a total of four. And then, as I mentioned with the revenue share, um, every time they close a transaction, I get three and a half percent. But it doesn't come out of their pocket. It comes from the cloud brokerage. It comes from eXp Realty. Um, in addition to that, you get stocks on the equity program. So you can opt in for a stock awards program. A percentage of every transaction you close goes to buying shares for you. And then also once you become, once you uh, cap at $16,000, then um, eXp Realty provides you with $16,000 in stock. So it's kind of like, um, it's kind of like a wash. Would wow. It be? Yeah, you know? no, but that, that's huge. $16,000 in stock. Could you think yeah. about that? Like it's twelve seventy five a share, I think today. I don't know where it's at right now, but mm -hmm. you know where, I'm going to look now. I'm curious. Mm -hmm. But the, um, you know, with them being growing you know what the investment is on putting sixteen thousand dollars of of uh stock in there are going to be huge within the next five years now yeah. don't they have you know something where um you know you stay with the xp uh, you know a certain amount of years then you can pull that if you want to yeah you, you have, have to be, be invested for, for i believe it's three years okay so three years you have the option to uh you know to, to sell off your your shares if you want to mm -hmm. so yeah. that's neat man I, I really love their their model um, it's, it is. It's a win-win-win. So not only is the agent winning and the, the brokerage winning, but also it's less fees for the buyer or the seller. So they're winning in the long run too, which is, is I mean, that's a, it's a unique business model. That's why it intrigued me so much. Right. What are some of the, uh, 
the things that that you like to do on your personal time? On my personal time, um, I, of course, I like to stay uh, stay in shape. You know, I kind of got got a sidetrack, but I'm trying to get back on track. So I'll hit the gym. But also, um, I don't know if you ever heard of uh, Aslan Boxing Gym. Mm-hmm. Uh, I like to go there and, and hit the bags at least twice out of the week. So I, two days out of the week, excuse me, so I can, you know, release some stress and get my cardio going. And then also spending time with my family and um, and hiking is the main things. That's good. A neat story about Aslan um, is that that's the one on 10th, right? 10th mm-hmm. and, 10th and uh, 29th, I think. Yep. 10th. Yep. Yeah, the, um, I used to go there when I was like 10, 11, 12 oh, years really? old. Yeah, nice. and, uh, you know, I, I, I um, went there with this guy named Nito Bravo. Oh. And so, you know, he was really good to show me that side of it. And so from that one experience, you know, I... I tend to find myself going to a punching bag or a speed bag or a jump rope, like, you know, that affected my life that way. So I could see, um, you know, by going there, how, how, what the benefits you're getting from. Yeah, you see, uh, you just sweat it out and like, it's, uh, it's different from lifting weights, you know, so you you build that cardio. So that's a cool story. Nito Bravo was, uh, he was on um, Undisputed or? Uh, Yeah, yeah, I think it was, um, oh, it was on something. It was on... Undisputed or on the contender was the contender. Oh yeah, the contender. contender. I was way off. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) No, the contender. But yeah, that's you know um, those those types of things. Now, um, you think that you paying attention to your to your uh, the things that you do outside of work. So those seemed like um, you know those drivers for you um, to to make sure. Now, what ultimately like what what is your uh, you know maybe your your core value that, that really makes you want to be more successful? Where do you find it inside? I guess I could draw it off of uh, every, every for instance, like like you. I mean, you know, uh, I could draw from all these positive people in my life, uh, my family, my father, you know, and, and, and it helps me. Uh, I guess I could uh, draw that energy and helps bring back to my core value that I want to be able to, you know, just produce and, and give back. Um, if that making sense. Yeah, with having your, your, your family and, you know, your father, you know, those are, those are people that, that impacted your life in a positive way and you're now using that to, to want to push that to the next level exactly. what you were given. So, so I, I could draw off everybody, you know, and um, all the positive people and, and, and use their energy and just help to propel, you know. Right, so aligning yourself with, with the right people that are going to help you um, get to your goals. Exactly. You know, so that's huge. What do you look for when, um, you know, even even you know the people you hang around with, or you know even the people you do business with, you know, is there something that really sticks out to you that you're like, that is that factor for you? Like, okay, I can I can do business, but especially when it comes to a lender or something like that, it's like um, I would say like ambition, um, their attitude, and uh, if they have a positive attitude, they just have you know outgoing. Um, that's one of the big things for me and uh you know their ambition their their drive i think yeah good drive some good of the drive. things that stand out so you're well put together right now i mean if you don't know gabe man gabe is uh very very professional um he's always you know doing his his uh his stuff and he's really articulate and um you know he's educated and, and the way he presents himself and you know he's genuine so is there stuff that you like to do for fun i would say probably like hiking and you know not to sound like a 
a geek, but <laughs> I like to read, you know, I like to read books too. So that kind of just gets me out. One of the good ones that I'm reading right now for people who like to read is called The Alchemist. Uh-huh. And I usually don't do um, nonfiction, mm-hmm. and, but this one's really good because you could tie it into a lot of life uh, lessons and stuff like that. So if you get a chance, I would recommend that one, The Alchemist, The Alchemist or whatever. Uh, that's a good one. So I like to hike and I like to um, spend time with my family and I like to read and just kind of like be become a better person. How, how you have that, um, your podcast, The Master of Me and so, similar is like, you know, I just want to be a better version of me. So mm, I you know like that. I, mean? I like that. That's heavy. That's heavy. Gabe, if uh, if you had the opportunity to um, to go back to Gabe um, 10 years ago. You know, so how old are you right now? I'm 31. Okay, 31. So the 21 version of Gabe. If you had the opportunity to go back in time and uh, look yourself in the eyes and, um, you know, say say anything, you know, what would those words be? Don't waste time. Don't waste time. Don't waste time. Don't be scared and, and just go, go all out. Go towards your dreams, you know, and don't have doubt or fear paralyze you that's that's what i would say Hmm. that's what that's what i would tell little 21 year old gabe (laughs) (laughs) little 21 year old gabe young and dumb (laughs) well it 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 definitely worked out i would definitely say that uh you know whatever it is that you were doing in that point in your life 10 years later brought you up to this point to the version that i'm looking at now so thank you. you know those things had to have been a positive impact for your life so you know that's 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 really huge you know when when finding you know that passion or what it is that you're doing for for you to want to run for you know the Sunnyside board is like you know a huge step on giving back you know and um, you know that's that for me it's it's uh, a lot of times people in this business take you know it's it's about the taking side of it you know not necessarily the giving side of it you know even though you know, we're doing good things and, and providing houses, mm-hmm. you know, it's so easy to get caught up in the uh, the money side of things, mm-hmm. in the, uh, you know, the, the transactional side of things and mm-hmm. turning into a robot and, and pulling out this, you know, this certain attitude to be a certain way to get the things done that you want. Mm-hmm. You know, how is it that, um, that Gabe finds, you know, balance in with, with the work and the life and, you know, it's, it's, there's, there's things there that, that, uh, that stand out in you. Mm-hmm. So, um, with that being said, you know what is it that that you might do as far as um, you know reminding yourself that that uh, what your goal is or what your passion is. It's just to have like that that me time. Uh, sometimes I'll just um, going back to hiking. Sometimes I'll just go alone or you know just kind of uh, defrag. Or, or go on vacation, I'll go on vacation and just defrag and just kind of realign what my goals are, um, you know, what I'm thankful for, um, and, and then, um, you know, just spend time with my with my kids, my daughters, and uh, and, and it kind of sounds weird, but sometimes I make, I'll make, I'll put it in my schedule to make time for spending time with my kids, because if not, then sometimes I'll just work all, you know, and it's like they say, it's not... It's not work when you love what you do, but sometimes I have to find myself that I'll allot, uh, you know, I'll allot some time for for my daughter. As, I don't know if that sounds horrible or not, but it's actually not. I do the same thing, and 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 you're right. I've, I've, I for me, I just barely started that, and and what's huge is like you don't realize, um, you know, what the impact is. So 
you know, I if I say you were gonna ride the bike tomorrow, mm -hmm. at, you know, after work, I'll make sure to put in my calendar, you know, at 545, mm -hmm. you know, ride bike with Presley or, you know, do that and, and it becomes something to me after that. You know, right. it's not just, uh, you know, a commitment I threw out there to, to make a person happy at that time. It's a part of my life by putting it on that exactly. schedule. Exactly, so you could relate then. Right? right, right. So talk to me about, speaking of your schedule, you know, how do you set up your day? It, is it like, um, you know, do you write on a pen and a paper? Do you use your phone? Um, how is it that you that you really plan out your week? Um, I, I implement my phone a lot. Like, my phone is definitely, like, my lifeline. So um, I'll, I'll, um, I'll block out some time for, um, you know, the gym in the morning. And then I do social media posts um, from 8 to 8.30. And then from 8.30... Till noon I'll do um, lead generation and then um, at that point if I have appointments after in the afternoon I'll, I'll follow my appointments and then I'll just come back to uh, lead generation in the evening so I kind of have it structured that way there's no time that gets away from me because uh, it's easy to do in this business you know uh, sometimes people just uh, look busy and they're not really doing nothing so I kind of want to make sure that I keep controlling my time that way with my phone and my calendar right I like that what is it uh you, you mentioned lead generation here and um you know what are some of the things that you're doing that that's um helping you you know bring in your business you know mm -hmm. what's really setting you apart from from other people that um might just be you know looking for looking to lenders for for leads or business or something like that mm -hmm. you know what's really something that you might have felt that's been stronger for you well, uh, believe it or not, a lot of my uh, a lot of my clients and, and uh, leads come from previous clients. So I guess the the level of service that I provide um, was enough for them to you know say, hey, go call this call Gabe with DXP Realty. He's you know he's awesome. So a lot of bulk of my of my business comes from past referrals. So that's one of the things that I do. Um, in addition to that, I um, I'll do some expired cold calling. You know, I know a lot of people don't like to do that. Uh, I didn't like to do it at first, but then you know it gets it's just like it's just like anything else with with time. You get you get better at it, more comfortable. So you just gotta um, that initial period. You just gotta just grind it out. And then um, what I also do is like traditional old school door knocking, circle prospecting around my listings, and then open houses. And I think. That's pretty much, pretty much it. I'm trying to get into um, different forms of marketing, so um, we'll see how that goes. But for the most part, it's just the traditional stuff. Right, that's huge. What are some of the things that, that you like to do with your with your open houses? Um, you know, do you have a set way? I know that you might you know pick up water bottles or something mm -hmm. like that. Like, what are the things that, that you bring when when you go to your open houses? Okay. Uh, for instance, this weekend I'm having an open house on. Um, I forgot the address, but it's on Beehive. Beehive, so I'm actually gonna have a Sonoran hot dog guy come out here, uh, come out there and, and be there from like 12 to 4, giving mm -hmm. out free Sonoran hot dogs. That's a, that's super awesome. I'm yeah. in. <laughs> yeah. They're really good too, man. So I suggest you, if you have time, go out and, and get a free hot dog. Check out the house. No, that's good. That's super good. Hey, uh, Gabe, if people were looking to find you, you know, where would they where would they find Gabe Morales for either your real estate services or to, or to talk more about, you know, how they can join your team mm -hmm. or if they have any general questions? Okay. Yeah, you could go to uh, my Facebook page. It's uh, Gabe Realty TV. It's G-A-B-E-R-E-A-L-T-Y-T-V, and that's my um, Facebook business page. Or you could go to my Instagram. Um, it's A-Z Real Estate Resource. 
And then um, I also have a Twitter, and that's my name, Gabriel Morales. Awesome. Twitter. And, uh, yeah, that's pretty much it. <laughs> well, thank you, Gabe, for coming out today. Thank you, Stefano. I appreciate you, man. All right, man. Thank you for listening to this podcast. This is Stefan Catalan here. If you haven't already, please like and share this podcast here. Go to your Google Play Store or your Apple Store and subscribe to this podcast. I got a lot of great things coming out here, and I want you to be a part of it.